This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend. I know I did. Mine started off with a bang, and then um, and then some other good stuff happened to me. Um, oh, I sound weird today. <laughs> it's that's so weird. I'm like, girl, not you sit over here and you sound weird right now. But that means that spring is kicking in and my laryngitis is going to probably pop up and I'm going to be a horse. So y'all know how I like to get things started here on my podcast. I like starting off with a few stories that I find to be intriguing. I don't know if I have any stories that are intriguing right now. Some of them, I think they are... Um. like a week old by you know so i it still can be told there's stories that can still can be told so i'm going to start off on one from it's and it says don limit announces departure from cnn tonight amid new show opportunity this contributor was ebony kiera and it says don lemon scared some of his fans with an announcement of him stepping down from cnn tonight Some thought he was leaving CNN, although he has made a video reassuring viewers that this is not the case. The late night host has gotten a new opportunity to host another show. It seems like he, seems like he, and it seems like, and he wants us to all stay tuned as he move on from CNN tonight. Lemon says, I appreciate all the years of CNN tonight with Don Lemon, but changes are coming and I will find you in and I will fill you in. Sorry. Congratulations, Don. Lemon. I don't know what else to say. Um, He's kind of one of those people where you know for a fact that he was going to get a job anyway. He's black. He's gay. He's every minority you can think of. So, I mean... He's perfect, right? Especially we're becoming a more inclusive society, right? Moving right along, um, I got another article from itsonsite.com. Now, this one came out three days ago, but I want to talk about it because uh, this is huge to me. Um, as y'all know, I take, uh, I take, like I said, you know, people are only human and they can only do what humans can be. But this situation is very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for a young girl who went through this and she had nobody to help her out, take her to the hospital, make sure she got prenatal care and everything that she need. Um, this woman is, um, this article, the contributor to this article is Nayara. And it says, a 14-year-old mom hands her newborn baby to stranger, then leaves. It's hard out here in the streets, but this young mother couldn't take it anymore. According to NBC, a 14-year-old mom reportedly handed her newborn child to a customer, then walked out the door. Frank Aguilar, El Patron restaurant owner, said the teenager looked scared. He said, this lady came in looking very desperate. First and foremost, it's a child. So when you say lady, this child was looking very desperate. This is a child. Let's correct that narrative first and foremost. I don't care if she did have a baby. That's still a baby. Um... Holding a brand new born baby. You can even tell she came in and she looked at me in the eyes and I looked at her and she had this eye of terror and despair. 
Authorities were notified. However, a customer, Elise Scott, witnessed an encounter between the girl and the restaurant owner and immediately began to help. Scott said the baby wasn't really moving that much. The mother went to the counter. She said she needed help. I got up from the table. I immediately walked over to her and I said, you mind if I check the baby's vitals? She continued, so she readily handed the baby over. I noticed the baby still had matter on it from being born and the hair and the ears. It was cleaned off very properly. It wasn't cleaned off very properly. Well, what are you expecting from a 14-year-old child? Any fucking who? Scott, who was previously a therapist and a preschool teacher, said as she looked down to inspect the baby, she noticed the mother was gone. She said, I was more focused on making sure the baby was breathing. So as soon as I looked down at the baby, she was gone. According to NBC, official arrival arrived at the restaurant and took the baby to the hospital where she was reported to be in stable condition. Authorities also located the teenage mom. She is also now in the hospital and is also recovering. Um, let me talk about this. For some reason, y'all accept every goddamn sin in the fucking world but a teenage child giving birth to a baby. This is clearly a child who had no clue what to do. She was cool with somebody. She was she was uh, a little girl, and I'm gonna be honest with you. We don't know how that baby was conceived. And I'm looking at the comment section. The first thing you fucking PC motherfuckers gonna say is, well, her parents must be pro-lifers. Or she didn't tell her parents because I'm pretty sure if her parents told her or if her parents were active in her life, she would have gotten the proper care for her and the baby and the baby probably wouldn't put up for adoption. From my understanding, it seems as if the young lady did not tell her parents that she was pregnant and was too scared to tell them and she was scared when she gave birth to the baby. She's still a child. She does not know how to handle that and she did not have the proper proper um education on how to raise a child so with that being said with that being said she's still a child and she deserved proper care but she does not deserve judgment from a public talking about some pro-lifers and bullshit like that this is a child and she did not know what to do. She got pregnant and did not know what to do with it. I don't know the circumstances that she got pregnant under. But apparently she didn't feel like she could go to her parents or talk to anybody about this. And so she had to go to the public. And you got to thank God for the people who were there. The restaurant owner. And you got to thank the lady that she gave the baby to. This could have turned out totally different. And this child could have bled to death. It's funny. Y'all still judge getting pregnant y'all still judge people for getting pregnant but we're supposed to accept all the other little fucked up sin in the world make it make sense this is a child and I, i'm just going to end that story with that that's just a child that's a child that's a child that's a child that just had a child she don't deserve no judgment she don't deserve to go to jail she don't deserve any of those things what she needs is somebody to properly help her understand what's going on she needs to get a proper paperwork to understand that if she does not want a child she needs to give the child up for adoption but she does not need judgment for grown ass miserable ass people next story this one's from hollywoodunlocked.com 
Now, I'm going to pass judgment on this 40-year-old bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> she grown as shit. Helpful. So, this is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. And it said, uh, it was written by Keisha Gale. And it says, Kim Kardashian slams Kourtney Kardashian for degrading her staff. You can't even keep a nanny. Bitch, aren't you in trouble for treating your staff like shit, too? Whatever. Nobody gives a fuck. Your show's canceled. It says, on Thursday night episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, things got pretty heated after Kim confronted Kourtney Kardashian about degrading her children's nanny in public. While speaking about the situation, Kim explained that her nanny said that she felt so degraded by you and you just started yelling at her, Kim said. To which Kourtney replied, oh my God, she's lying. Going on to claim the child care professional had called her son Rain a liar. Kim went on to tell her sister that she would not fire her nanny despite how Courtney feels. While prompt the mother of three to say that she would never hire, a, hire or have someone like that around her kid. Kim, Kim, who has four children, wasn't having this and continued to call Courtney out saying, you can't even keep a nanny. Her comment leads Courtney to say, shut the fuck up. And honestly, the way you're talk talking is wild. You keep projecting all your bullshit onto me. And that's a fact, bitch. All right. You you can't you talking about you can't even keep a nanny, bitch. You can't even make the right decision in marrying a nigga, motherfucker. All right. All the niggas y'all all married. No, this is Kardashians, period. Every nigga y'all marry is a brainwashed zombie. So bitch, get the fuck out of here. Like, really, you really want to go there about how you treat staff or whatever? And yes, I'm going to yell at somebody when they're dealing with my children. Those are my children. You can't even keep a nanny. Y'all that damn rich that you talk about somebody can't keep a fucking nanny. With how rich and pretentious and pompous your asses are, I'm pretty sure they have dealt with worse clients. Like, that's just so, like, first world bullshit to me. Like, really? A nanny? You lazy-ass bitches knew how to raise kids. You wouldn't have to have one. Moving right along. Let's see. I don't have any more stories. These bitches are bitches. Um, they, I mean, it's stupid. And it's stupid to say... Well, you can't even, um, first and foremost, my thing is, if you're grown, I can talk to you any fucking way I feel like it, especially if I don't feel like you shit to me. But when it comes to people and they're hiring people to raise your kids, bitch, raise your own fucking kids. You won't have this problem if you raise your own kids because you have to worry about people treating your kids the way you want them to be treated. But that's, like I said, it's a pretentious ass problem. I mean, it's just, ugh, it's just very first, like, world. It's just so very, like, one percenter-ish. Like, ew. Kim would act like she for uh, basic human rights with her sorry ass. And to me, it comes off as fake. It don't come off as genuine with, with her taking up for them. Because, like I said, people have said that. And that's a huge issue to me. That's, a, that's a, I mean, it's just, it's an issue, period. It's an issue to think, you know, because you're grown and, well, because you you paying people to take care of your kids, that people should take care of your kids. 
I mean, it's just, you know when somebody is too rich when they sit up there and they are arguing about someone not being able to keep a fucking nanny. Like, girl, have real issues. And then I'm pretty sure, I'll be straight the fuck up honest with you, because Courtney, what? Courtney's like five foot one. She ain't gonna sit up there and talk to any nanny like that. Somebody gonna knock the shot of her ass. But like I said, there's rumors that Kim Kardashian is, is awful to her employees too. So she really needs to shut the fuck down and have several fucking seats with her future not having a show ass. I see what you're doing. Y'all trying to do stuff for clout and it's really lame as fuck. Like that's the lamest argument ever. Just admit that you hate Courtney because Courtney doesn't have plastic surgery in her real face. Like, I mean, they're just fighting for a storyline now. And I hate shit like that. All right. So today's topic is about an urban legend, another urban legend that I want to talk about. I don't know what I did with that article. Is it right here? Yeah, it's right here. Okay. Um, This one is called The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs. And, of course, it has a truth to it. Um, the movie is based, the movie that is based off of this urban legend is When a Stranger Call. I don't know if y'all seen it. It's with Camilla, what's her name? Camilla Bell or Camille Bell. I don't know if she's a blunt or brunette now, but she was a brunette in that movie. She's a very cute little girl. Well, she was a very cute girl at the time when the movie came out. She's a beautiful woman. And, um... What happened in the beginning of the movie, it starts off with the um, the true story this urban legend is based on. And it starts off with the babysitter calls the police. And what happened is the kids are inside the house. And she goes back inside the house, I guess, or something like that. I just know that the babysitter end up dead and the children end up leave. leave. Um, living and that the um they never found the person who killed the babysitter that's how the movie introduces itself is based off the legend and then um or the or the truth because i have an article that tells you that it's based off a true story and then there's um the part of the movie where it shows you a new situation with a young lady who goes and stays in this big, gigantic, beautiful house. Uh, the, the couple um, are doctors. And um, they basically um, go to whatever they have to go to. And the whole time in the movie, she never goes upstairs to check on the children. Which I'm like, I, that's the part I didn't understand. But then when you think about it, she's playing a teenager. So teenagers really don't care. They don't care. I'm not saying that she is a selfish child. That's a child. Like I said, that's a teenager. That's a child. And, you know, that's what happens when you have children doing adult jobs. Hire somebody that's an adult, first and foremost. But she, you know, she never checks on the kids. And then she don't start to worry about the kids until she gets this weird phone call from this guy who's basically saying, I'm in the house. So we're going to talk about that urban legend. And it's based off the movie. Um, where the movie that's uh, based off of it is When a Stranger Calls. Um, 
So, yeah. Let's get it started. Okay. So, this article... was written by Clara Lenick on October 13, 2017. And it says, um, it's, it's from themedium.com. And it's titled, The Truth Behind the Babysitter and the Man Upstairs, Urban Legend. Before I start this, you know what? No, I'll tell y'all this after I finish talking about this. And then I'll tell y'all this afterwards. Because I had a moment where this did happen. And I was like, what the hell? But it's just on my mind because I saw on the show Simpsons, on the Simpsons show, yeah. Back to this article. It says, the call is coming from inside the house. These eight words that have been uttered by countless children and mark one of the most popular urban legends of all time. Children have been telling this story, sometimes calling, called the babysitter and the man upstairs. For decades at slumber parties and swearing they know the sister of the person it happened to. This legend, unfortunately, isn't just a tale made up to frighten your children, childhood BFF, and rooted in an unsolved murder case from 1950. For those who have heard this legend in a decade or more, there's a quick refresher. It's best read in a smoky voice with a flashlight in front of your face. You know what's crazy about this? When I was, like, fresh out of high school, I thought about starting a babysitting business with my friend because we knew how to babysit kids because... My cousin, you know, I used to be my in the house with my cousin, and she was like a little toddler at the time. And then my my friend at the time, she had nieces, had niece and nephews that she was in the house all the time too as well. And she was helping her mom take care of the kids. Um, and I was like, well, we should start a babysitting business. She was like, no, that's a bad idea. I mean, and but looking at this story now that I think about it, it is a bad idea. Moving right along. Jane was sitting for Jane was babysitting for the Millers for the first time. The Millers' kids, Bobby and Tiffany, really, we're gonna really go there, were already asleep when Jane arrived. She was doing her homework at the kitchen table when the phone rang. Hello, Jane asked, but heard only heavy breathing in return. She hung up the phone and walked to the front door to make sure it was locked. The phone rang again. Jane picked up and said, hello. Have you checked the children? Said a low voice from the other end. Confused, Jane asked who was calling, but the caller was gone. Fifteen minutes later, the phone rang again, and the caller asked the same question. Have you checked the children? Jane knew she should go upstairs to check on Bobby and Tiffany, but her legs were too weak to safely climb the stairs. She called the Millers several times, but couldn't get a hold of them. Next, Jane called the operator to see if it was one of her classmates trying to frighten her. The operator asked her to hold while, hold while she traced the call. When the operator came back on the line, she told Jane, get out of the house now. I send the police. The calls are coming from inside the house. I said the truth behind the urban legend. The truth is even more horrifying, so be warned. The origin of Babysitter and the Men Upstairs stories is believed to be the murder that happened in the town of Columbia, Missouri in March 1950. Eighth graders Jeanette Chrisman had decided to skip a party with her classmates to babysit for a local family named Romex. The three-year-old boy she was babysitting was already asleep when she arrived. First and foremost, eighth grade is too young to be babysitting anything, okay? When I was in eighth grade... 
how can I go about talking about eighth grade without referencing B2K? <laughs> oh, when I was an eighth grade, I was 14 years old and not mature enough to babysit nobody's kids. My cousin had babies at the time and she was like, no, we are the type of people in my family where we are helicopter parents and we don't do a 14 year old in a house with cheering. We don't do that. Like, even though, you know, she trusts me or something like that, and I would never do anything to hurt her children, that's a child. That's a teenager. That child should be out partying. She should have been at home at the party, honey, okay? She should have been at the school dance. She ain't got no business sitting up there taking care of no kids. Jobs like this are for, like, college-age students or something like that, or somebody who's a care and a caregiver in a profession or something. But don't ever leave your kids with anybody under the age of 25. <laughs> okay? That, that was a bad idea. Why would you leave a child in the house with a three-year-old? And, you know, three-year-olds do what the hell they want to do. I know this because I've been around all of my cousins' three-year-olds. They tell you off. I mean, my cousin told me one time straight up to me, she told me she was a baby. She had a Stewie Griffin moment. And she was like, I'm a baby. Well, if you're a baby, act like what? Like, no. Why was an eighth grader sitting up here babysitting? And I know, like, in the 1950s, like, kids were more mature then. But still, that's a baby. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem with us is that we don't know how to be responsible and we don't know how to have responsibility. That's a whole nother argument for a whole nother time. And let me continue this story. <sighs> It was kind of an eerie night, recalls Jeanette's friend Carol decades later in the documentary Killer's Legend. I saw this. It also was baby. I was also babysitting. I just felt uneasy, she said. Reports say that the night in Columbia, the temperature was below freezing. It was raining and sleeting. Oh, God. So the parents need to take their asses home, too. Shoot. I also was babysitting. Oh, what? I already read that. Sorry. It says little is known what happened next. But here's what we know. Jeanette Christian Christman was, oh my God. She was raped and strangled to death with the iron cord. The killer was likely someone she knew. Jeanette tried to call the police, but all they heard on the other end of the line was desperate screams telling them to come quick. Police were unable to trace the call. Soon after Jeanette phone called to the police, Mr. Romick tried calling to check it, check in on how the night was. She received a busy signal, but thought Little of it. You don't ever think little of a busy, busy signal. Because even if she was on the phone with some boy, I still would rush home to see what's going on. Let me continue. It was only when Romick came home that they realized what the busy tone had probably been. The phone still off the hook while nearby Janet lay dead. Despite the urban legend, there's some hard evidence that Jeanette Killers placed any call to Romick's phone on the night of the murder. Either from inside or outside the house, sorry to debunk the craziest line from the horror story, but then, but then's the fact. Romick found Jeanette's body on the living room floor at 1.30 a.m. when they came home. Signs of violent struggle spread across two rooms. Thankfully, their three-year-old son, three-year-old kid, I'm sorry, was safe. He slept through the whole ordeal. Ain't that something? Local police questioned dozens of men in their search to find the killer. The most likely suspect was Robert Mueller, a friend of the Romans. Mr. Roman testified that Mueller, 27, had committed 
or Janet's well-developed form. Oh, my God. Ms. Romick said Mueller had run his hands across her dress two days before the murder. Mueller was also known to carry around a mechanical pencil that matched punchy runes the officer found on Jeanette's body. But the police in the Boone County Sheriff's Department bungled the case against Mueller and he was never charged in the murder. To this day, the case remained unsolved. We may never know what happened to 13-year-old Jeanette Christman. Jeanette Christman. It's Jeanette or Janet? I know it's two T's in it, so I guess it's Jeanette. There's a thousand things wrong with this whole situation. Um, it's scary as hell, one. And two, why was an eighth grader taking care of these children? I know she was being responsible and that was was expected of the young ladies at the time, but and I'll be honest with you, obviously she was a good child. Um, you know, she she instead of going out and partying, she decided to babysit children to finance her future. Because she knows she needs finances in her future. But why? I mean, why? It's crazy because I cannot focus on this story. And we had this conversation. I talked about this on my last podcast on Saturday. Where I talked to y'all. Why I said I was not feeling the case that I was talking about. And in this case, I'm feeling the case and I'm passionate about this case because um, I'm one of those people where, you know, like I said, no, I don't I don't really feel like kids are mature enough to babysit children anymore, um, especially in eighth grade. Like I said, eighth grade is young. When I was 13 years old, I was obsessed with boys. I didn't need to be taking care of somebody else's kid. That's what somebody grown does. Um, but it's still like. There's so many cases where this has not happened to where you leave a teenager in a house with your kid, even though all scary movies are based on this story right here. I mean, it goes all the way to even Halloween. The first Halloween um, with Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's a teenager in a house with a kid on Halloween night doing what she's supposed to be doing, being a good girl, not going out and partying and shit. And what happened is, you know, she ended up being chased by... Uh, her brother, Michael Myers. There's some truth behind it, and it's very unfortunate. But it's very unfortunate that a child that is doing what she's supposed to do, doing what's right, doing what she can, you know, you know, growing up, doing something to help somebody out in the community, because, you know, parents get tired of being around their kids every day, and so they do need a break from their children. I'm not saying that they don't. Parents do need to be able to take a break from their children, but you can't trust the community enough to leave a teenager alone who's taking care of a child. That's sad. And the guy particularly aimed at her. He wasn't aimed at the little toddler. He came for her. And that's creepy. That's creepy. And that's scary. Um. So...
that is the urban legend and that is a true story that is based off of and of course i talked to you all about the movies that are heavily based on that and a lot of scary movies are based on that i saw one recent one i think it was with jeanette mccurdy not jeanette mccurdy what was the girl that was on um what show was she on it wasn't hannah montana she was on the ant club and um, I'm not talking about China Ann McLean. I'm not talking about the star. I'm talking about the little smart little blonde girl. She was in this movie and she was doing the same role except for Aliens Invaded. So my, my best advice to anybody out there who wants to have fun and enjoy themselves and refresh their marriage and have somebody take care of their kids, make sure it's somebody that's grown and can defend themselves and no danger when they see it. Um, I, that story is creepy and it's, it's scary. Um, so yeah. Now the thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was what happened over the weekend. I went to the club this weekend. I went to a single release party for the artie, um, the artist Cali class. Shout out to Cali class. Is it Cali class? I better say it's better be right. Her name better be right. I went to a party, you know. It was crazy because I started laughing when it happened on The Simpsons. And um, so what happened on The Simpsons was it was football season. And you know how we are about football. You know, for some reason, people are crazy about football. Okay, football itself is like a trillion dollar probably industry. So what happened in The Simpsons episode was at the beginning, they were cheering for football season. And so what happened was they did these big old giant special effects and they used the fog machine. And so the fog machine just kept blowing out smoke and they couldn't stop the smoke. And the kids started bumping into each other. Football, the game hadn't even started yet. The kids started bumping into each other. Um, and... The kids started bumping into each other. And so all the parents freaked out and thought they all had, you know, CTE. And they all sent their kids to the hospital thinking that they all got concussion, but the football game had not started. The part that made me laugh was the smoke and the fog machine. All right. So I went to the club this Friday night. To go to a, a, a single release party. And while I was there, for some strange, okay, it was, everybody was blowing so much hookah, smoking weed, whatever have you. It got to a point where there was so much smoke in the room to where I couldn't see nothing. <laughs> I was sitting in the club like, okay, I'm scared to run out the door because what if I hurt somebody? What? <laughs> my anxiety got the best of me i was like wait a minute i can't see i couldn't see nothing for a good five minutes because there was so much smoke in the room and this wasn't even a fog machine friend this was like people smoking hookah and weed and i'm like oh my god i can't see and i think
But it was like, I couldn't move. I was frozen. I was like, what am I going to do? I can't run to the door. What if this is tear gas? Oh my God, what if I die? Like, it was just so scary. <laughs> contact high too so i did not know what to do in that moment and my anxiety got the best of me when i have anxiety i can't move i won't move i'm just there i'm just there and i was like i could not see that i did it for five minutes i was like oh my god and then the lights the like stage lights kind of went down i was like oh shit oh my god <laughs> With that being said, um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is my mind emporium. I need y'all to stay safe. And uh, when you see a bunch of smoke blowing and you can't see nobody in the club for a good five, ten minutes, it, it's probably best if you uh, just pray. Uh, don't run. Don't freak out. Um, just pray. It's just weed and hookah. Okay, because it was a heavy police presence there. That police presence was vicious. Like, oh my God, the police presence was real. I was like, then I couldn't even see them. I was like, okay. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope y'all, you guys enjoyed the urban legend and the true story behind the urban legend. Hopefully I'll be able to find more urban legends with the true story. Because... A lot of these urban legends do come from true stories. Um, and it has happened to some way. Um, so, yeah, it, it's unfortunate what happened to the young lady that night. So, y'all, be safe. Be careful. Don't leave teenagers in the house with your kids by themselves without having a monitor on them or what's going on. Cameras, phones, cell phones, all that. But, you know, we got to watch out for our children and youth. You know, even when they're trying to be responsible, still watch out for them. Um, and like I said, uh, it, when, when, when it goes up, that's how lit it was, by the way. That, the party was lit. When it gets litty and it starts smoking up the room, don't panic. Just drink some vodka. <laughs> With that being said, I am so Audi 3000. I don't, I'm not making this a thing. I'm Audi though. We're not making 3000. Okay. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Tiffany. All right. Goodbye.